Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. So glad that you're joining us for the Dr. William Clark podcast. This podcast is focused on helping nonprofits simplify the fundraising processes they use so they can build six-figure programs without chasing funders. I don't know about you, but I wish I knew this information before I started working in the nonprofit world years ago. But I'm here to help you build six-figure programs and I'm here to help you on your journey. So would you be so kind to not only listen to this podcast, would you also rate, would you also subscribe, would you also comment on this podcast wherever you're listening? And lastly, would you also be kind enough to share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who you believe can benefit from the content we're sharing? Now, we are here to help and support you on this journey, and I believe that we have some resources that can help you quite a bit. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Now, let's jump into our show. Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark for the Dr. William Clark Podcast. Glad to have you guys Around for another episode, this is a podcast where we focus on nonprofit fundraising strategies to help you reach your goals without chasing funders. And uh, glad to have you in the house for another episode. I wanted to uh, take this opportunity uh, for this uh, during this episode to talk about how to use joint ventures to grow your nonprofit. And, you know, as you're thinking about different ways to grow your nonprofit, to raise funds, to to build a solid foundation to serve your customers, um, one of the ways to do that is to utilize uh, joint ventures. Joint ventures are a pretty cool way to structure ways to not only grow your nonprofit, but also to serve the needs of your customer, to expand services, to cultivate new relationships, to yield outcomes that you did not or could not yield on your own, so forth and so forth. And it allows you to leverage the existing infrastructure, resources, skills, assets that pre that are pre-existing uh, within another organization that you currently don't have on your own. And with all that said, uh, the, the, the joint venture uh, can be very useful, very lucrative, very profitable in so many ways uh, when growing your organization. And so how do we use them? How do we find them? How do we build them? At the end of the day, uh, building a joint venture is akin to, similar to, uh, parallel to just building solid relationships. As we talk about within this particular podcast, there are three secrets to raising money. And number three, uh, the third secret is to build a strategy. You can definitely raise money, build your organization, build a, a profitable nonprofit that's uh, being that's productive and resourceful and impactful through a sound strategy. You certainly need that. You can also build a nonprofit with the secret, second secret, that is uh, to yield results, to have performance. That's, that means getting outcomes for your customers, getting outcomes from fun, for funders so that they can have the confidence that they need uh, in you to continue to invest in your work. And then the fastest way to raise money, the most efficient way to raise money is through relationships. Certainly relationships can unlock all types of uh, funding for your organization. Relationships can unlock funding uh, directly for your organization where people are just saying, you know what, we're, we're going to go fund this organization directly uh, so that they can be uh, funded to perform XYZ services. We're familiar with what they do. They have the outcomes. They have the strategy. They have the consistency. They have the capacity. And we're going to fund them. Another way relationships works is when you have friends in the industry who are on the lookout for funding opportunities, just like you are. And they may say, you know what? I see this opportunity and this will be a great fit for XYZ organization. This will be a better fit for XYZ nonprofit. And they send you a text or email and say, hey, 
I think this might be a fit for you. You might want to apply for this. Relationships are good for that. Then there's the other side of relationships where we're talking about partnerships. We're talking about joint ventures. We're talking about uh, relationships where you have a funding relationships and relationship in place uh, with another organization, i.e. a joint venture. This is when uh, you, in partnership with another organization, decide to go 50-50 on a particular grant application. You split the budget. You split the uh, investment. You split the income and the revenue to support both your program and someone else's program. Joint ventures can also be structured in a variety of splits, 60-40, 70-30, 80-20, 90-10, etc. And it's designed to reflect who has the bigger resources, who has the bigger capacity to perform the services with or without the partnership, and then who is going to play junior to the relationship or this joint venture due to a variety of reasons. Now, you may take a smaller cut from a contract, not because you don't have the finances or the capacity, but it may be because it's not your wheelhouse or it is your wheelhouse, but you're overextended in other areas and you don't want to uh, further expand into another project. So you're going to commit limited resources or you're tied up financially elsewhere and you're not able to invest as much as you would like. Or you're new to a space, you're new to a topic, you're new to a particular focus group or focus community or focus customer, and you want to take the opportunity to add some value, but to do more learning uh, than leading. There are a variety of reasons, there are a variety of rationales as to why a joint venture uh, will work, should work, and could work. But for the organizations who are new or organizations who are looking to evolve or grow, and to mature uh, their ability to perform, a joint venture is not something that you do only at those stages. In fact, a joint venture, a partnership, is something that you should engage in on a regular basis, whether you're a new organization, a maturing organization, or a well-established organization. And it's for a variety of strategic reasons. Uh, They're not much different than what we listed before. So if you're looking to expand your capacity in an existing core competency, then it might make sense to have a joint venture with another organization that does the same work, that serves the same customer, who focuses on the same things. And instead of you hiring an additional uh, X number of people to expand capacity, you can use your existing staff and then partner with another organization who's going to use their existing staff. And then together, you come together to perform services to meet the need of the customer. Or you may want to expand into a new space and you're not totally familiar, but you want to learn from the best. So you say, you know what, we'll bring XYZ to the table and it is value at, let's say, 25% of the contract, but we really want to play a support role to you uh, because we're not familiar with this space, we're not familiar with this customer, but we know we can add value in this way. And while we're adding value, we're just curious to learn more curious about this customer. We want to learn how to get better. And oftentimes it does not always result in you growing that book of business or competing with that particular partner in the future. Sometimes you come to the realization that even though we've had an opportunity to learn this space and to work you know, with this organization and to serve this customer, uh, we realize this is not something we want to do. We thought it was something cool, uh, but we much rather play a support role when it comes to this com- uh, customer and this funder and this type of work. 
at and any time we may uh, get a referral to take on this work, instead of us trying to compete uh, with a partner that we worked with, instead we're going to refer our opportunities to this partner with a specific request that they write us into future grant opportunities. So you can reverse engineer and reverse utilize and leverage these uh, these joint ventures to grow your nonprofit. Now, if you're in the beginning stages of your nonprofit and you're trying to figure out how do I execute this strategy to get off the ground, how do I execute this strategy to build a relationship with customers and partners uh, and others who are involved in this particular work and who care about the customer I care about, there are a couple of ways you can do that. Number one, do an assessment of existing providers in your community, existing providers that serve your target customer base. And with this assessment, you can determine who is, you know, top of the game, who's mid-tier, who's low-tier. We do provide an assessment within the nonprofit fundraising library. Might, might want to check that out. Go to uh, drwilliampclark.com to access the nonprofit fundraising library. We do offer uh, the partnership assessment tool there. So you want to do the assessment, determine who's a fit and who's performing well. And after you go through the assessment process, then you want to figure out who do you want to speak with more uh, thoroughly about their work to learn more about what they got going on. Who do you want to have coffee with? Who do you want to have a Zoom meeting with? Who do you want to have dinner with to speak with uh, about their work and to learn what they're doing in the space and in the industry? Now, during this meeting, you're not only going to listen, you're going to obviously pick their brain, but you're also going to take the opportunity to invite them to learn more about you as well. This is your chance to talk about your vision, your goals, and if you have some outcomes, you definitely want to talk about that as well. So it's super important to utilize that time to not only learn but to share. Now, during this conversation, you're going to determine pretty quickly that such and such organization, uh, they're the real deal. And now it comes down to, are they a fit for me? Are we a personality fit? Do we fit culturally? Do we have the same beliefs? And trust me, they may be doing the same thing to you. So now this is this is an evaluation of whether this is a fit or not for us and for them. And if it gets to that point of you saying, yeah, this is a fit they are the real deal. They perform well and we get along and we have joint beliefs and values and we mesh here. Then you start to have a conversation about, well, what would it look like if we work together? What would it look like if we pursued an opportunity together? Because I think that if we partner our leverage points with your leverage points, we can serve our customers and achieve X, Y, Z outcome. And so let's assume that the conversation goes well. You guys determine what the relationship could be. You determine how the relationship can uh, uh, move forward uh, based upon uh, the existing conversation. Then at this point, you begin the process of developing a joint strategy or joint approach to future opportunities. You start talking about, okay, if you do this and we do this and we're going to have this particular outcome, one, what does that look like? And then two, which funders do we go after? Do we talk uh, talk to about said opportunity? Because I'm aware of XYZ funder who's going to release this RFP. You're aware of this particular funder who's going to release this RFP. 
And then there is a whole set of funders that we have not talked to, thought about yet, or pursued yet. So how do we do that? You go through that process, you plan that process out, and once you come to the conclusion that we have a winning approach, a winning strategy, a winning outcome for our customers, our funders we believe will be happy, our staffs have been working together on a couple of projects here and there, then we start to pursue the right type of funding opportunities, and this is how you start to grow joint ventures. Now, for newbies, this may seem a bit complex, but one of the things that I find to be super helpful is for newbies to find opportunities to either volunteer their time and their space uh, and their capacity to a, a bigger organization and or to take some of their revenue and some of their income and invest in a project towards its outcomes. Now, for those that listen to the podcast, y'all know how I feel about volunteers. I don't think nonprofits should build their organizations off of volunteers because volunteers are deeply unreliable and they can be harmful uh, to the business because life happens and it's nothing personal. But it's the reality that when you're building any business, you don't want to bank on bet on volunteers. You want to have paid staff. But in a case where you're trying to learn something, you're new and you're trying to grow into a space, it may behoove you to uh, offer services at a free rate so you can learn and to get your foot in the door. But one of the most effective ways beyond volunteerism is to look at what type of revenue you've been bringing in from your, your fundraisers and the small grants you got on your own and to use some of those dollars to support other programs of organizations that are multiple times bigger than you. That is well beyond the pale in terms of what you could do to get your foot in the door. When you have, let's say, $10,000 for a small nonprofit, you decide to give away a grant for $5,000 to a bigger organization that's serving your customer, your target customer, and your target community. And in exchange for the grant, you want an opportunity to support programming, to perhaps teach a course, or to provide services, or to be around when the planning is taking place, or to be around when events are taking place, or etc. This is a much smarter approach to establishing joint ventures because now even though the joint venture or at least your finances are not going to be as significant as a larger funder would it allows you to get your foot in the door it allows you to start to focus on performance and understanding what performance looks like and three if done right it allows you to build relationships with the right people and to let them know i'm serious about doing this work and we want to invest not only our people we want to also invest our dollars in this work, and we want to grow into this work. Now, there's a much more complicated response that we can give to that, but that's the short answer. That if you look at opportunities to invest your resources in partnership with another program that's bigger than yours, it can open up doors that you did not know were available to you. So now you want to tap into joint ventures. You want to look at how joint ventures can help your nonprofit get off the ground. We talked about, number one, assessing the major players, having a conversation, figuring out if there's overlap and uh, connections there, not only with skill, but also with um, uh, your value system, etc. Working through some approaches and strategies uh, that could be a fit for both organizations. And if that's to uh, be that, if that's beyond what you're able to do, then uh, uh, taking advantage of the opportunity to either volunteer or to invest dollars into a project that's multiple times bigger than yours. So 
with that being said, I'm going to field some questions here on Clubhouse. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can always join us on Clubhouse. You can go to drwilliampclark.com, and on that page, you'll find the link to our Clubhouse Club. I encourage you to not only follow the club, follow me, so that when we go live, you can certainly uh, get an alert and join the live conversation. With that being said, we'll catch you guys in the next episode of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. See you guys later. Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. I just wanted to come on really quick and say thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We are here to help you uh, simplify your processes so you can triple fundraising results to support the programs that mean so much to you. Would you be so kind to like, comment, and share this particular podcast? We are indebted to you for being faithful listeners to this particular podcast show. And we want to continue to spread uh, this message to other people who can benefit from it. So please share this podcast episode and entire show with your colleagues your friends and people who you know can benefit from this you can connect with us in two ways you can go to drwilliampclark.com again that's drwilliampclark.com or you can visit us at my sixfigurefunding.com again that's my sixfigurefunding.com there you can register for our free upcoming webinar how to triple fundraising results without chasing funders it is possible, and I share with you the secrets on how to do that. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.